Orphan Black, the next chapter, is back for season two, and it's bigger than ever. The official continuation of the hit TV show stars Emmy Award-winning actress Tatiana Maslany as all of the clones. And this season, she's joined by original TV show cast members Jordan Gavaris as Felix, Evelyn Brochu as Delphine, and Christian Brune as Donnie. Season two picks up where season one left off with, spoiler alert, the secret of the clones finally exposed to the general public. Hundreds of previously unaware clones grapple with the news that they are part of a massive military science experiment. Meanwhile, anti-clone protesters fight to have the clones' rights restricted. Caught in the middle, the Sestras want peace, and when an unforeseen threat turns their world upside down, they must join forces with former enemies to protect the ones they love. Orphan Black, the next chapter, is available right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to listen and subscribe, or visit realm.fm for more information. Nobody wants to stand for the truth. Yet tonight, if somebody say, oh, say, can you see? All you be standing on your feet like fools. Brainwash, I'm talking about, brainwash. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. No, my country, tis of thee, terrible land of iniquity. Don't talk to me about a land of the free until everybody's free. Welcome to episode two of The Truth About True Crime, a podcast series looking at some of the most shocking crimes of our lifetimes through a whole new lens. I'm your host, Amanda Knox. Last episode, we discussed the childhood of Jim Jones and how his future actions affected those who knew him before the massacre. In this episode, we'll be asking two questions. What were Jim Jones's motives in creating the People's Temple? And what methods did he use to attract new members and control them? Jim Jones was always about control and gaining greater control and influence. Unless you really know the story, it's hard to understand. What Jim Jones did in Jonestown was horrific. He facilitated 913 deaths. But why? And why were the people willing to follow him? Here with me today via Skype, we have Jeff Gwynn, author of The Road to Jonestown and executive producer of the docuseries Jonestown Terror in the Jungle, Jim Jones Jr., the adopted son of Jim Jones, Jordan Vilches, a former member of the People's Temple, and on the phone we have Ron Haldeman, minister and former mentor to Jim Jones. To go even deeper, Watch the four-part docuseries Jonestown, Terror in the Jungle, currently streaming on Sundance Now. Download the app or visit SundanceNow.com and start watching. Jordan, what was it that Jim Jones was saying during the 50s, 60s, and 70s that spoke to people? Well, the fact that we represented equality among races was a a powerful statement and was one of the factors that drew so many people. We cannot possibly get to the truth unless you preach against discrimination. Because that's what respect a person means. Respect a person is discrimination. James, the brother of Jesus, said the worst commandment to break is respect a person. And yet you see it every day. 
Is Jim Jones comparable in any way to the civil rights leaders at that time? Jim, what do you think? Jim was really a, a true leader in the community. He didn't just talk the talk. He'd walk the walk. Mayor Moscone, Diane Feinstein, Cecil Williams, Willie Brown. They were talking to Jim about how he can, you know, get people to vote for them or how he can mobilize resources to support their causes. These people really are change makers for our community and the Civil Rights Commission. What are your thoughts, Ron? He had a feeling of compadery to them. They were doing what he wanted done, but he was uh, far beyond them, if you would, and that he felt we should not be having war anywhere and we should not be discriminated against anyone. We're fastly headed for two societies in this nation, separate and unequal. One black, one white. Today in America, the average black person makes 60% the wages of the white person doing the same work. He pays yet twice as much rent. And he lives in a neighborhood where the police are one-third as much seen. It'd be mighty nice if some of those police could be found in our neighborhoods when they're tearing up our buildings and when they don't do anything to protect us against muggers or rapers or arsonists. But no, that we can't find them there. But let us take a drive over to some restaurant or some filling station in a white neighborhood and there'll be five squad cars saying, what are you doing here? So Jim had other contemporaries at this time. Jeff, can you tell me about Jim and Father Divine? Father Divine was a black man, uh, the son of a former slave. Divine's preaching was basically this, that most organized religion that promised some great time and you know eternity after you died and suffered on earth wasn't valid that you could have heaven on earth. And Father Divine also presented himself as divine. That's where he, uh, that's where he got the message. Somebody ought to told you before you came in here that this is not an ordinary church. This is different. This is something different. The church is happening now, that's what it is. Father Divine preached communal living where everyone would share equally. He would teach self-help classes. He would help people find employment. Uh, One of the big things that made a tremendous impression on Jim Jones was that Father Divine wanted his church to be completely self-sufficient. And up in New York State, they purchased a great deal of farmland where they would grow their own food and they called it the promised land that this was the ideal thing that uh, a leader and his followers should live in a place where they could grow their own food and be autonomous. And Jones took that all from Father Divine, right, Jeff? Jones took so much from Father Divine, including the fact that followers should in all ways respect their leader, not just as a human being, but as something more than a human being. He stated it as, I'm here as God's representative. I speak for God. Jordan, 
What was it like to be a part of the People's Temple? When I joined, I went from pretty much living relatively simply to going into this organization, which was like a big extended family. There were several names that uh, we called him throughout the years. Um, started out as just Jim, and then Uncle Jim, and then Father. Jones was building family wherever he was. And he did it in ways in which most of us uh, would shudder at. And looking back, the way things were presented was weird. He was supposedly the reincarnation of Lenin, and we had all been together before in previous lifetimes. Many of us that were there were from the Russian Revolution. There was this whole narrative of are not being together only in this lifetime, but having been together in a previous lifetime. So that was kind of an attractive aspect as well. In his early days in Indianapolis, a very small percentage of his followers were providing all their income and getting all their meals and jobs and clothing from within the congregation. This grew more and more and more until you can actually see it in Guyana. Uh, and I think that's what he was aiming at all along. Yeah, he's so real to me, oh, oh, yes. He gives me victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. He's real, real. Jordan, do you think that what Jim Jones was saying about racism was a deeply felt conviction? Or could it have been a performative one? Did the world need help? Or did the world need Jim? Well... I do believe that there was a part of him that felt interest in all of the various issues of concern that he would speak about, from nuclear war to racism. But beneath that was his own emotional and psychological stuff, which is something that, unless you really know the story, is hard for people to understand. Jim Jones was always a contradiction, and I think we make a mistake when we always just attribute one reason to him doing something. When Jim had a burst of the appendix and he's in the ER, he refused to be admitted because African Americans were not admitted. And, you know, he had them demonstrate that they were admitting African Americans before he would go up to the med surge ward to get a surgery. A lot of things that Jim Jones said, people say, well, it was a sham. You don't sham that. What about the fact that Jones didn't just ask people to give everything, but he also set an example with his own family? What about his rainbow family? Jeff, can you tell us a little more about that? So the Joneses adopted a couple of Korean orphans. 
They were the first white parents to adopt a black child in Indiana. They named their own natural son, Stephen, but the black child they adopted was named Jim Jones Jr. They were making a point. Jones's idea was that their own family ought to represent the fact that all races were equal and could live well together. And yet he also used his children as symbols. He would trot them out some of his revival meetings. He would have his little adopted black son out there helping preach, using the child in a sense as a tool. Jim, do you agree? You know, it wasn't just a sales tool. It wasn't something that you could preach from the pulpit. It was a gift to a young black man. I've had no family. Jordan, do you think Jim Jones led an exemplary life for the members of the People's Temple? Well, there's a lot of contradiction. Um, he talked about equality, and and yet most of the leadership was white. There was a lot of uh, talk about repression, and yet over the years and in the internal workings, there were many uh, repressive aspects to the temple culture. Many good things came out of the mobilization to help a family or the work to help someone get off of drugs. But I think a lot of that was, I feel, for gaining attention for himself. You see something from the outside and the members felt the message and yet the reality of it was something else. Over a thousand people aren't gonna follow a person down to the jungle. If there's not a reason. When you talk about Margaret Garvey and Back to Africa, People's Temple was the example of that. Let's go back and build a new world where there's no isms, sexism, ageism, racism. If Jim Jones would have stopped after Indiana, there would have been nothing more to his history. He would have been revered as a legacy person of civil rights. Jim Jones was always a contradiction. Jim Jones was always about control and gaining greater control and influence. But as a human being, he had so many defects. And yet there's these little marvelous things about him, a warmth, one-on-one. -on -one. I'm sure Jordan must have experienced that occasionally. Absolutely. Reverend Haldeman certainly knows about the, the good side of Jim Jones. He, he wasn't a 100% evil monster. He was a very complicated man who ended up doing horrible things. Jordan, can you tell me about your one-on-one -on -one interactions with Jim? I used to ride on his bus um, because my mother wasn't there. And so one of the women, Karen Layton, became sort of like a mother figure to me. And he would, you know, just as Jeff said, he was affectionate. He'd pat me on the shoulder and, and, you know, just show affection and warmth. But when I was very young, I would be nervous around him. Many of the young people believed that he could actually read your mind. So I really just saw him as powerful. And that was a, a pretty common feeling. So it was a mixture of awe and fear and respect and just this feeling like he was the be-all, end-all and we could never measure up to him. 
Did you love him? Love. As a father or? I, I, I don't know if I loved him. I, I want, certainly wanted to. I think I more respected and feared him. That you had faith in him maybe? Yes. So it really was kind of like a godlike quality that he impressed upon people. The the awe and the fear and the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he cultivated those feelings at a young age. Jeff, can you tell me about a boogeyman story with his kids? Well, there's uh, there's several versions of, of the different stories. But uh, a couple of the kids would recall that they would be warned by their father, you know, don't leave the yard or or don't leave the neighborhood because there's someone out there who will try to get you. And as kids, well, they were wandering anyway. And soon there was somebody who just sort of jumped out at them. And in different versions, it was either their dad or it was someone else from the temple who were pretending to be a predator and chasing the kids running, screaming back so that at home, their all-powerful father could comfort them. It was it was always a sense of projecting a fear, something that's out there trying to get you, and then presenting himself as the person who can protect you from that outside danger. If you can convince followers that you are the only safety net they have, then they're going to be loyal to you. Jones always wanted his congregation to only, and I do mean only and exclusively, to believe in him as their protector. You're bringing them into your family, you're isolating them from everyone else. Even within the church, the members of the temple had to get Jones's permission to become couples. If they wanted to get married, Jones had to say it was all right. He wanted to control every emotional aspect of his followers' lives. And as with all demagogues, as his reputation and his power grew, so did his intent that he would be the only one that mattered. And to do that, of course, you always have to exploit and identify weaknesses in everybody else. Jones was a man who possessed absolute ability to read an audience and to have an effect on them. Jordan, did you feel like outside of the temple, the world was a scarier and less caring place? Well, that was really what was ingrained. So much so that very quickly, I had this sense or feeling that the world outside was dangerous, uncaring, meaningless. And obviously that was not the case, but it was really something that became a belief very, very early on. Any leader that's a father that's worth a salt will die that his people might live. You got no leader. That's why I beg you, don't go out. You got no friend. You got no father. There's only one Jim Jones in his name. Jones had no compunction about using anyone, his own family, his own family members, 
There was a great deal of dishonesty about him. He's telling everyone that you need to sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. It's for the common good. But it's also true if someone gives up their home, turns over all their earnings from their job to you, lives in a communal house where you provide the food, you've got them. They don't have anywhere to go. This is from the remaining leaders of the eight that left. I made a mistake. Now that I can see the mistake, I would like to come home. After we left, we ran out of money. We were down to peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. When all looked dire and hopeless, a letter from father came with money for food. Even when his children leave and make mistakes, he cares. Don't leave or forsake him, for he will never leave or forsake you. Jim Jones was always about control and gaining greater control and influence. Everything here that's done, I order. Everything that comes about, I set it up. Everything that takes place, I bring it about. Every plan, it's mine. Every dream, it's mine. Every administration, it's mine. You need me, oh God, you need me. To my guests, Jeff, Jim, Ron, and Jordan, thank you so much for taking your time to be here. Thanks to everyone else for listening, and make sure to tune in to the next episode to hear about Jim Jones's rise to power in California from Laura Johnston Cole, another former member of the People's Temple. He was a thespian. He was very much involved in dramatic play. He always wanted to be the focus of each individual's attention at all times. He wanted to be the focus of his followers' attention at all times. He collected identities of the people who joined. He collected souls. Find the truth about true crime on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.